0: Hey good people, this is your N.I. Dom back with another reflection And this is a personal journal for contemplative people Looking to think, grow and have impact in the world So hey A sail and a rubber band A sail and a rubber band And that represents two um, Two separate streams of thought that are related but separate. And uh, they're not really... Phenom- they're not events per se. They, I could link them... Those two separate considerations to an, an event or two. But they're really not about single events. It's kind of a breakthrough. It's kind of a... a theory obviously is a metaphor. But it's a metaphor representing an understanding um i don't know i don't know i don't know why i'm struggling with this anyway it's something (laughs) it's something i don't want to lose myself in trying to figure out like I i can see me going to a rabbit hole about is it phenomena is it an event is it a theory you know what i mean like so it's just something okay two separate considerations that are related, but they could stand their own reflection, but they are equally important to me right now, and I'm having a hard time privileging one over the other, so I'm putting them together side by side, and we're going to try to move about, and I'm going to be be really fascinated to see what comes out of it, Uh, but I just wanted to let you know there are two separate phenomena, considerations. And, um, but they're related, so we'll see what happens. As a quick, uh, uh, point of uh, housekeeping, I am in my car again, but this time I'm not in my car trying to get away from my uh, neighbors. I'm in my car for some privacy because I'm on travel and, um, uh, where I'm staying, I don't want to be in the house recording. And so I'm in my car, and uh, I drove to get some coffee. So um, I have the dogs with me, and my one dog thinks she's a she's a Shih Tzu. And she thinks she's a pit bull. That's why we call her, my, my mom calls her a pit shoe. <laughs> she's a protector, and so I'm going to try to catch, when she starts barking at people, I'm going to try to push the pause button. But just in case I don't catch it in time, want to give you the heads up that you're going to get that back up, backdrop. Um, also, it's warm, and so uh, I got the air running. And so, just so you know, there's some back back noise. But hopefully that's not going to interfere with this conversation on a cell and um, and um, a rubber band. A cell and a rubber band, okay? Hey, if you're new to this project, this is a personal journal where I process my inner and my outer worlds. I do so by using personality theory. The two theories that I use the most are the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram, pushing those two systems together. I identify as an INTJ-8. I also identify as an African-American woman from a lower socioeconomic background and from intergenerational trauma. I'm a trained and practicing educator and social scientist of about 30 years, half of that time, has been in leadership. Politically, I lean into tenets of critical race feminism, which means I have an intellectual sensitivity to power, uh, social constructs of power, such as race, class, gender, sexuality, to name a few. This project is unedited and it is unscripted. To learn more about it or me, feel free to go to my website at com. Okay, under five minutes. So, uh, where do I want to begin? I'm going to begin with the sale. And I woke up with the sale this morning. I woke up with the concept of a sale this morning. And I was given the concept of the rubber band on Wednesday of last week. Again, they're related. They are related, but um, they're separate. And so, let's like I said, let me start with the cell. I literally woke up thinking about the cell. It, but it wasn't the first time that it's come to me. What I've been interested in in the cell is the cytoplasm in the cell. Um, cell, I should have spelled that at the, in the introduction because I could have been saying cell S-A-L-E, cell s e l l but I'm talking about the cell. The biological cell. C-E-L-L. Okay. <laughs> I should have clarified that on the front end. I'm sorry. Um, so I've been thinking about the cell. So I I guess that's not true. When I said I woke up with it. I did wake up with it on my mind. But it wasn't the first time it's come to me. But I've been thinking about the cytoplasm of the cell. And... um. I don't know why I don't know why you guys know uh internet intuition there's a lot of subconscious uh processing so I'm pretty sure there is a reason why the cytoplasm came to me but um I don't know but it works so in addition so let me tell you why I've been thinking about the cell so I haven't really been I'm not a biologist I don't really care about the cell although it's fascinating but I'm interested, <laughs> oh my gosh I'm sorry there's a reason why I just laughed when I said the word biologist and it's it- it's actually related to it could it could be related to both the cell and the uh bobber band as an event There was an event that happened yesterday where somebody told me that they were biologists and and i um it just, it just popped up in my head. It's funny. Okay. Getting back on track. You guys, I'm struggling getting, in, uh, getting started. So let me, let me start over. Um, so I've been thinking about the social world. And I've been trying to come to you all to process the social. And there are two things I've been wanting to talk about with the social. The social world in a very um, neat, I wanted to give you guys a very clear, neat understanding of the social world as I see it. And I've also been wanting to talk about me as, an, as a social antisocial. So in the Enneagram system as a type 8, type 8s are antisocial. The subtype, social subtype. Makes me a social antisocial, and that's intriguing to me for a number of reasons. As an INTJ, trying to understand that, um, I like again, I like the INTJ John guy because he makes the INTJ less stereotypical when he talks, and then through his lens, I can see the social part of me better. But when you listen to most INTJs talk, um, about themselves as INTJ. You would have a hard time understanding the social aspect of us. But the INTJ John guy is just really good. Um, I really like him. And, you know, he's starting to run neck to neck (laughs) with the INTJ academic, who I really like as well, but for a different reason. Okay, anyway, so I've been uh, wanting to talk to you all about the social world. And, and by the way, if you are coming to me outside of the typology community, um, like you might be interested in my conversations on trauma. Um, I don't talk about work much, but I, um, you might come to me from the aspect of leadership and entrepreneurship. Um, cause that's a central theme in this project. But if you are not in the typology community, um, there are these, uh, Content creators that talk about INTJs, and um, I will I will sometimes reference them, just just so you know that. Okay, so I've been wanting to talk to you all about the social, uh, because first of all, I think that I need you. It, it occurred to me that um, you I might you may not see the social world the way I see the social world. You, the listener and um oh, I don't see the social world as you see it, and I think, as I talk about the social world, I make assumptions that other people can see the social world the way I see it, and that's not a it's not like I consciously say I'm going to make that assumption, but that's kind of what happens with the with assumptions they are unconscious, and so it's just been a uh um on me to just tell you how i see the social world and give you kind of a, a rundown of it. So I've been thinking about how am I going to explain how I see the social world? So that's been running in the backdrop and this idea of the cytoplasm. Um, the idea of the cytoplasm is coming up for me in terms of trying to explain to you all how I see the social world. Like, um, Mm -mm, that's not true Um, the cell is a good way for me to explain to you how I see the social world Mm, but the cytoplasm is the significant part of that model so what the cytoplasm represents in the cell metaphor is what I think i bring to this conversation on the social. You guys, I'm struggling this morning. And um, I went out last night. And that's all I'm going to say for now. Because you guys know I've been on a fast. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I went out last night. So <laughs> my brain is not really firing this morning. But I needed to get this out. So just bear with me. I'm really struggling if I say, um, one more time. Um, anyway, <laughs> so, okay, let's hang in there. Hang in there with me, y'all, because I think this is going to be a decent metaphor if I can get it out. Okay, so the cytoplasm is uh, representing a part of the social world the way I see it in a unique way. I think other, um, the cell metaphor as a whole is not going to be as provocative. I think the way I'm going to explain the cell The way I want to use the cell in general as a metaphor is not really provocative. It's not unique. But I think it's something about the cytoplasm that's unique to the way I see the social world. We'll see. We'll see once I explain it to you. But that's what's been happening. I've been wanting to talk to you about the social world, how I see it. The cell has popped up as a a model to explain the social world the way I see it. With a particular interest in the cytoplasm. Now, this morning, I woke up with it on my mind. And this morning, I said, for the first time, go look up the cytoplasm. Stop. Just go look it up. Like, what is it about the cytoplasm that... Because I can explain it. So, the cell has a lot of parts, right? But let's go back down to like an elementary discussion of a cell. C-E-L-L. Right, I don't know how, and I'm an educator, but I don't know when they start teaching a concept of cell first grade, second grade, I don't know. But let's go into our primary grade levels to understand the cell. You have the nucleus, the membrane, and that jelly stuff in the middle is the cytoplasm, just in case you didn't know that, okay? Um, so you have the, and each of those units, the nucleus, the cytoplasm, and the membrane, also have all of these little tiny parts into it. That that's not relevant in this metaphor. All we need to know would be those three parts. In my thinking. So I was like okay. I, I can understand how the nucleus is serving this metaphor. I understand how the membrane serves this metaphor. But I, I I think I have a hunch. There's something I want to do with the cytoplasm. Like there's something I want to do with it. But I need to make sure. I don't know if I know enough about the cytoplasm to do to do what I wanted to do. Like I want to do something with this metaphor. And I want to use the cytoplasm. But I don't know enough about the cytoplasm. To make sure. To make me confident. So I said look it up. Stop pondering it. Because it's been on me for. for it's been on me for a little bit. Uh, maybe two weeks. It's been a daily consideration. All right. So I looked up the cell. And it was fascinating because I love learn learning, and I learn. I'm gonna give the cell four parts now. Organelles, organism, organelles. Hold on, I'm gonna look this up one second. Okay, it's called an organelle, and I'm not. I may not be pronouncing it right. Organ, O R G A N E L L E, and then to make it plural, you add the s. Okay, so. I was like, and the organelles are part of the cytoplasm. So really, I'm going to open up the cytoplasm because those organelles are central to the theory on the social world. So remember I told you each unit has parts, the nucleus. Oh, I I, I almost got caught up in a rabbit hole this morning reading about the nucleus. Like, oh, that's interesting to break that apart the membrane is a fascinating thing. Like, I could open that up. has its many parts. But for this particular part of this theory, the cytoplasm, I'm going to open that up. And, and, and there are organelles in them, in the cytoplasm. Okay. <laughs> I bet you're like, could you just get on with it and just give the metaphor? Could you just stop it? All right. Um, all right. Hold on a second. All right, I was trying to think, where do I want to go next? Okay, so this is what I'll do. I'm going to go ahead and try to explain the model, the social world through this model. I'm going to try. And this is something I actually should write about because I think I'm on to something here. But we're playing with it here in this podcast. And so if it's messy or just unsophisticated, bear with me. I'm going to continue to think about it. So this is like my first draft. This is the first draft of this model I'm putting together. Okay, so the membrane. The membrane creates serves as like a gatekeeper. The membrane is a line of demarcation between the interior and the exterior. So whatever the social unit is that social unit doesn't exist without some type of border or boundaries. Okay, so we think about let's think about our country and we border two other countries north of, Me- north of Mexico north of Me- well it isn't. Mexico and Canada in one of those boundaries we politically have had this conversation about a wall to prevent people from coming illegally into the United States and another border we are not talking about putting up a wall see now i'd love to drop into a political i would love to drop into that as a rabbit hole why are we talking about a wall in one of those boundaries and not a wall on the other boundary okay but in the social to understand that this is a, that's an example In order to be a social unit, you have to have boundaries. Now, one thing about a cell membrane, it allows for material material, material to move in in and out of it. So, the boundary is not hard. The boundaries can move in, in and out. Going back to that wall in one boundary versus a wall in the other boundary would tell me socially that who can come in and out of our country, um, isn't the rules, excuse me, the rules for coming in and out of our country is not the same, are not the same based on the board, based on the people. So the gatekeeper, the cell membrane, determines what material can come in and what material can't. I didn't want to go there with this theory, but that's fine. Because I'm more interested in the, the cytoplasm, the jelly stuff in the middle. But this is fascinating. The membrane serves as a gatekeeper. So it does two things in my theory. It establishes the unit it estab- it, uh, I feel emotional saying that <laughs> it establishes the social unit or whatever it is, so let me give another example a family a new nu- a nuclei. I always struggle with this nuclear nuclear family i think it's the other day I was talking to you on I said nuclear nucleus nuclear new at the end i I landed on nucleus let me look i need to look that word up hold on a second yes it's nuclear and i was like oh nuclear oh my gosh i said the wrong word and i landed on nucleus and it was actually nuclear so i don't i have to go and add that to the show notes just so I, and remember I said I was going to do this on my website, like have a page where I list all of my errors. I really should do that. Like I started it, but I didn't, I don't, I don't have an active relationship with that website for a couple of reasons, but, um, I need to fix that because I, I have access to all of my other websites on my, nope. I have one, two, three, four, I have five websites. And three of them, I have access to them on my phone. And those are the three that get updated and I interact with them more. And the two websites that I don't have on my phone, it's a production. I got to go to my computer and, and I don't sit at my computer these days. And I think ever since I finished my dissertation and, um, I think the writing, the writer in me, I think it's the dissertation and the, I work on the computer. So the computer just feels like work. And so I don't go to my computer, which is why I don't update that website. So I'm going to have to figure out how to get that website on my phone. And there's a reason why it, it's just a reason why it's uh, it's not an easy thing to put that particular website on a phone. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to tell you guys that if you were wondering, like, why don't you just update the website? I should. But it's, a t- it's just a, it's a process that I need to problem solve. And um, anyway... So that's a mistake. It's nuclear family. It's nuclear. Anyway, so let's use the nuclear family. Let's use a traditional nuclear family. Let's go SI here. Mom, dad, two kids. In that structure, in that traditional structure, the boundary could be the last name. That defines that family. Another boundary of that could be the house, if they live in a house. That could also f- provide the establishment of this is our family that's nuclear. It separates us from the larger family. Now, that last name piece would be complicated because you have other people with the last name. Um, but I do think the last name still helps to establish the nuclear family. It still serves as a, a boundary to it, um, distinguishing you from other people, Okay, uh, you, your family from other families. Um, and this is connected to systems theory, by the way, systems theory, there are like five, I don't know if I've ever explained this to you all, but there are like five traits of a system. No matter if the system is a cell, an organization, um, a body, um, um, I can't think of any other, um, a plant, the solar system, it could be a living or non-living system. But also, there are like some common traits, I believe it's five, that are consistent. That no matter what, living or non-living, they, all systems have this feature, these core features. Oh, I'm going to have to add that to my corrections page because I'm not sure why the number five just popped up for me. I don't know if it's five now that I think about it. But anyway, you get the gist. So, in systems theory, one of the features of a system would be a boundary. And the boundary determines what is in the system and what's outside of the system. So, the cell mem- the cell membrane works for this purpose. It establishes the cell as a separate unit where there's an interior and there's an exterior. There's an in. There's an internal environment and an external environment. The internal environment is what constitutes the system. And the external uh, environment is what determines the outside, the outsiders. Okay. Let's look at a friendship friendship group in middle school. When girls have cliques, you know, boys too, it doesn't matter. But but I'm a girl. I'm going to talk for girls. (laughs) Um, um, when girls have clicks, that's what makes the click click. There is some kind of boundary to determine we are the in we are part of our group. They she is not. So whether they sit at a particular table at lunchtime, um, whether they wear a certain bracelet that distinguishes them all, there is something that distinguishes them as a unit. Okay, so that's what a membrane does. the cell the two functions it determines the inner and outer world and the second thing it does is it serves as a gatekeeper who can come in and out what materials can come in and out okay I'm spending a lot of time on this membrane thing but that's fascinating socially sociologically speaking that's what the cell membrane allows us to understand so when I talk about the social world that's just a given. I, when I think about the social world and I think about social groups where I look at any event, I think about what are the boundaries to this event? What are the, the boundaries that establishes um, the unit as a unit? I think this automatically. I don't even process it anymore. It's just a given about the social world. Now, just like the sale has... It's one unit, but then it has all of these units inside, right? It has a nucleus it has a set, as a cytoplasm has a um, it has membrane. Each of those has subsystems, right? And those systems have subsystems. That's kind of part of systems theory too. Systems theory says there are systems inside of the system. There are subsystems inside of the system, right? So there is a membrane. There are boundaries to the subsystems. Believe it or not, that function in the same. Capacity inside of the larger system, so that's how I see the social world. It's a, it's it's a, it is a, uh, it's a whole system comprised of subsystems, and that's when I talk about the matrix. Okay, when I, and I don't talk, I don't, I don't talk about, I don't use the word matrix in this project as much as I used to. I don't know why, but I was on a roll. There was a time in this project where I wouldn't even do an episode without talking about the matrix. The matrix for me is the whole. And we are in our society, in the social world, we're moving about interacting with subsystems. And what we fail to understand is those subsystems comprise a single system. And so we are not, oftentimes we're not aware of the single system we're oblivious to it, and we don't understand that the sub. There is a single system at play, impacting those subsystems, impacting your interaction with the subsystems. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. All right. So far, so good. All right. Let's go to the others. Let's go to the other uh, unit in my my model, in my metaphor, the nucleus. I I I know. I knew more about the membrane than I know about the nucleus. So I'll, hopefully I won't, belabor, I won't linger here. But the nu- nucleus is the control center of the cell. It determines... Hold on a second. Okay, I wanted to make sure I had it right. The nucleus determines the basic structure of the cell. And how that cell is going to function. So I, when I was earlier, I was in the bed reading and on my phone jotting down some notes just to see is this, is this cell going to really, really work as a metaphor for the social world as I see it. Um, And one of the things I, I was tripping up on this morning was using the word control. Because that membrane has a control function. But it isn't the primary controller god dang it this is so good this is so good the, the the nucleus is the real controller in that system in the cell but the membrane has a function of con- uh, some power and it determines who can come in and out now when I think about it every unit in the cell probably ha- um, has power to do because you can't do oh my god this is so good <laughs> this is so good for me <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm going to be inappropriate for a second. I'm going to be inappropriate. So if there are kids around, please stop listening. Okay. But if you think about sex, right? (laughs) Somebody who is very pleased with themselves, like this is good sex for me. And then the person you're having sex with is like, um, it's not for me. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh gosh! And then when I started losing uh, followers, or um, you guys stopped playing my um, episodes, I'm like, I wonder why. And here's why. But anyway, so uh, this is really good for me. I don't know if it's good for you, but I'm really, really enjoying myself. <laughs> oh god. Okay. So, so in order for each unit in the whole to function, it has to have an element of power. I'm going to write this up because I write a lot about power and the social world. And this is, you're going to find If you want to find me, look for an essay about the sale and the, me- as a metaphor to the social world in the next six months, because I'm probably not going to write it right away. And it'll be me now, unless somebody who's hearing me is going to take it and go write it up. Then, then you, when you do it, let me know and Then I don't have to write it up. Okay. But make sure you give me a credit. Cause I am a, an INTJ. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, um, So, so each unit has to have an element of power to it in order for it to function. So the idea of when I was struggling this morning, like I wanted to say, use the word control for the membrane. And I was like, well, I can't say that because that's what the nucleus does. But the nucleus is the supreme controller. Yes, it has the ultimate control because it is the one that is giving um, purpose and Legitimacy and to it, all of the other units. All of the other units are subject to the nucleus. Mm, that's good. Damn, that's good, y'all. So, the social world, that's how I see the social world, right? Who is the power holder? And you can have multiple power holders, but who is the central power holder? And oftentimes, in a social situation, well, you can be confused. Uh, this is—I think about my family. I'm. I, this is perfect. You can be confused as to who the who the real social power holder is, because if you think it's the person who's the most visible as the as the one is the central power holder, it's not. Oftentimes, it's not. If you think about, you think it's the person who's the loudest, as the person who has the most power. More than likely, it's not. In my opinion. And this is all what I always say in terms of my leadership style. I don't, if when I'm really effective, I don't have to say a thing. I used to say this when I was a classroom teacher. I am best as a teacher when I don't have to open up my mouth. That's when I feel the most successful as a teacher when that classroom is humming. When I say it's humming, I mean learning is happening. And you're like, where's the teacher? She's sitting there, and that's happened to me so many times. I can't even tell you. And that was one of the things I was afraid of when I left the classroom for so long, and then I had to go back. Like, would I still have it? I still had it, and I had people who come past my classroom and said, "Every time I come past your class, you're, I don't ever see you." I said, well, "What? Are, I said, What are the students doing? That's I don't understand it. The students are all engaged in their work. That's that's the way it's supposed to work, right?" <laughs> so. Oh, I guess I can't wait to get to tell you what happened last night uh, with the biology person uh, who was an educator and there's a lot of flexing she was doing. And because my sister has asked me to play nice when I'm interacting with people in her world, I chose to fall back with this educator who was flexing, right? So that's one reason. The other reason why I was, I, I was falling, I fell back. It's because I know I've already outgrown that industry. So most people I talk to in that industry, I'm not going to have philosophical alignment with. So I'm like, I don't feel like working. I don't even care, right? It doesn't even, I'm not stimulated. I'm not, my identity, my values are not dependent on me getting this person to think like I think. Nor am I interested in learning how she thinks because I already know how most educators think. I'm, I didn't say anything until I had to. I had to flex on her because she kept flexing. She kept flexing. She kept flexing, <laughs> and like I had to tell my sister. And last night did end in some commotion, by the way. Just so you know, the eight—that's the rubber man. See, I knew it was going to happen because I kept, I kept like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. And that rubber band kept pulling back, pulling back, pulling back. So I'm taking a loss. I'm going to take another loss. I'm going to take a loss. And each time I was taking a loss, that rubber band was pulling back. And guess what happens? When that rubber band can't be pulled back anymore, it pops. (laughs) So (laughs) that explains. So I would love to just go and talk about this rubber band metaphor because, but let me stick, I'm going to try to stick with the social, the cell, okay, but that's why I keep laughing, that's why I am keep, because my brain, as it's coming to, is waking up, Rick, it's, it's in the morning, and it's slowly, it's coming back to life, um, from last night, I'm, my brain, while I'm talking to you, it's, like, pulling up think parts of what happened yesterday, and I'm like, that's funny, <laughs> that's funny, okay, um, I don't know where I was at when I fell into that rabbit hole, but then, so the nucleus is the, I'm going to just jump back somewhere. The nucleus is the control center. It's the one, um, that holds the power. And so while you have other entities, other units in the system that are power holders in order, because you got to have enough power to do the thing. Um, the new, uh, there is a central primary power holder. And so, um, I was telling you about in the classroom as the primary power holder in the classroom as a teacher, um, I felt the most successful and honestly the most powerful, if I could be honest, when I wasn't saying anything and I wasn't visible, I was not visible, which means I was invisible, you know. Um, and so when I'm in social settings and I look at units, I'm like, I automatically scan the room or scan the system for its power holders. I do two things without thinking. So there's no, there's no active consciousness to this anymore, unless something happens and I have to go and, and do some problem solving. But this is just how I automatically see the world. And uh, these are the there are two things I automatically do. I scan it. Where are the power holders? I said two things. I scan where are the power holders. How are the, how are they interacting with each other based on that power? Like what's the power power interaction? And then the third thing is, where is the who has, who is the key? Where is the command station? Where's the control center? Uh-huh because every social setting has that, so when we look at the social world the whole the whole human experience, the social world, like what is the central power holder that would be an interesting thought experiment to tell you. when we think about the whole matrix where is the real? power holder in the matrix. That's that's what I'm going to have to really process because I don't know if I have a easy answer right now. And it would just take me I I'm going to have to I going to have to poke around on that one a little bit before I can come back to it. But that would be that would be a theory that I have though. That the the whole system it's a truth that I hold to The whole system is grounded in a central power source, okay? All right. Let's get to the cytoplasm. Because this might help me to unpack that central power unit. But anyway, let's get to the cytoplasm. When I woke up this morning and I was looking at the cytoplasm as the, uh, it's the jelly, it's the uh, jelly-like substance in between the membrane and the nucleus. And I was like, okay, what's, why, why are you thinking of, what is, what is, what is going to be, how are you going to make the cytoplasm work in your in your social theory model your social model your model of the social world and I think what was happening for me over the past few days that I've been thinking about the cytoplasm is that okay so okay one of the things I've been thinking about is there's the tissue that holds us all together now the membrane does that by setting the boundaries but there's there 's a connectedness in that interior environment there's a there's something that connects there's an interactive there it is that 's the word there 's an interactiveness inside of the membrane so those units those parts those organelles if i 'm saying it right those organelles because they sit inside of the cytoplasm. Oh God, this is good. Those organelles aren't just there in the cytoplasm. There's an interactiveness that are that's happening, and the oh my God, this is good. And the cytoplasm is the the substance, the material. What's the word? The conduit. By which that interaction happens. It's the circuit. There it is. By which the interaction happens. Damn it. That's so good. So. <laughs> but it's in, it's jelly. So you don't really see it. So, you know, unless you're trained to see it. If you think about it. Right. It's like a clear light. Like, you know, work with me in this metaphor. I might, if you're a scientist and a biologist, you're probably like you're butchering that. That's not what the cytoplasm is. So, just let me have my moment, please. Okay, <laughs> let me have my moment. I'm a, I'm going to say that the cytoplasm is more clearish, if you will, than the nucleus or the the membrane, right? And if I'm wrong and you are a biologist, will you send me a message so I can? Cause I don't want to sound like an idiot, right? I'll, more than I already am (laughs) being an idiot right now in this stupid metaphor but the um, so if it has a clear like substance you don't see it so we're interacting mm, mm, mm. we're interacting in this social world based on the function that we're supposed to serve based on the central power control unit we are unaware that we're interacting in a circuit that our interaction is influenced by that we're plugged into something the cytoplasm we don't see it though and so we think it doesn't exist or we're not conscious of it or we don't factor it in as much as we should So before I got to the cytoplasm in my thinking, I have been processing as I was thinking about this social world, I'm like, how do I explain what connects us in this interactive way in yet invisible? And that's what I've been, I've been trying to, I've been like looking for something that would serve as tissue, like connective tissue. And the cytoplasm is why that is why the concept of cytoplasm came up. I knew there was a reason why it was. I knew there was a reason why I was focusing on the cytoplasm. But when I started this reflection, I wasn't conscious of it. I said it though. I said I'm sure there was a reason, but I can't call it right now. Um, but that's what it was. I've been processing how are how those how we interact with each other in the social world. Unaware of another, of a circuit that we're plugged into and the circuit is active, but we're unaware of it. It's active, it's influence, it's actively influencing us, yet we're unaware of it and we're interacting as, and we are treating the interaction purely on the basis of that interaction alone, without being aware of the role of the circuit, the conduit. I would like to study the cytoplasm a little more because I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that that jelly substance is something, I bet you there's more in there that I could use as a metaphor. I bet you, but I don't have it right now. So we just have to go with what I have. Um, So I just, I think I'm almost done with this metaphor. I just want to spend a little time talking about those organelles. Okay. Well no 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 no! I'm not ready let's talk about the cytoplasm a little more let's talk about the circuit so the circuit for me represent how I see the social world I see the social world in five layers I believe hold on and I'm not going to be able to name those layers uh but there's a theory that I use um I've talked about this theory before I don't want to share it now just in case somebody is going to go out and write up my theory um I'm being a little protective. So anyway, <laughs> um, so this theory that, uh, I got introduced in grad school, but I had uh, my undergrad was, uh, was, um, uh, I had a dual degree it, my bachelor's is, uh, social science and education, duh, right. So as a social science student, I mean, I was, I was exposed to a lot of theories about the social world, but when I got in grad school, which was a, my program was focused on, uh, in uh, school leadership and instructional leadership to, it was a doable program as well. So there was an administrative leadership component and then there was an instructional leadership component. They overlap, but they are, they were two separate programs and, um, um, and, um, In one of my classes, we got introduced to a theory about the social world, which I fell in love with because it, to me, took all of those other theories that I had learned in um, undergrad and just simplified it into one larger theory, okay? So, in this larger theory, there are layers to the social world and um, layers of consciousness, really. It's really what we should call it, and I've never heard anybody explain it that way, but I think... It's how conscious are you? And so in that theory, um, in that theory that I'm talking about, not the theory I'm building right now, but in that theory about the layers of the social world, it it, it's, it was presented to us as school leaders to be, to understand that when we're interacting, when we're in leadership and we're problem solving, when there's an event that happens, or let's let's look at the child. The child comes to school. And you want to meet that child's need. You need to understand that child in context to the social world. That child belongs to several systems. And those systems, how they interact with each other becomes another system. And all of those, all of those systems and those interactions are influencing that single child. So don't look at the child in terms in isolation, in terms of the child's behavior, um, in terms of what the child is saying, in terms of even that child's family. You're going to have to look at that child holistically because the child is a product of several interacting systems. Okay. I remember I be- it was right before my grandmother passed. And I had come home, and I was uh, go. I went to church, and uh, my aunt is a pastor. So I was in her. I was. I don't go to her church unless there's a family. I'm not against her church. I just she's my aunt. I don't want her to be my pastor too. Although there are other family members that have a lot entered into a dual relationship with her that psychologically should be unpacked, but and sociologically, but we won't, that's not what we're going to do in this episode. Um, I'm not judging it. I'm just saying it could be unpacked. It could be unlayered because there's a lot in there, but, um, well, I guess I am judging it, but I'm not trying to judge it negatively. Let me put it that way. There's a judgment. Okay. Anyway. Um, so I was in church and I, I had a vision like, and I don't talk about visions in this way, but that's the best way I can explain it to you. Like, literally I could see, um, a scale, um, um, yeah, scale, like a rubric. Um, what's another word? Not spectrum. Yeah. Like, a yeah. And it was color coded and it was kind of clear and it was like, it was like, um, overcast. Um, and, and I, at the same time of seeing that vision, the impression, I won't I didn't hear a voice, but I had an impression. And it's the N.I. Dom in me, you guys. And I, it's kind of woo-woo, and I don't usually share this part of myself with you because the T.E. part is, I'm very aware of how ridiculous it sounds, right? But it's a, I got an impression that says, this is why you aren't connecting with other people because they don't see these layers the way you see it you see these you see the world and you see this and you see the world through these social layers and they don't see that so you're interacting with them in a way uh cognizant of these layers and you need to be aware that they are not cognizant of that and that's going to influence the degree of being able to relate to one another and speak each other's language so that was very helpful for me when I got that vision and that impression it was a game it was really a game changer because it just helped me to better understand why people weren't really getting uh, just didn't just didn't make wasn't making judgments the way I made judgments didn't have my understandings that I had um it just it was a disconnect and I think those of us who study personality theory we understand that we all particularly the Myers-Briggs, because the, the Myers-Briggs is all about perception and judgment. It's all about perception and judgment, and it shows you how we perceive differently and how we judge differently, and also how we perceive similarly and, you know, judge similarly alike, but it's very helpful so that when you have conflict um, or just disagreement or not, you're not connecting It's not personal. Oftentimes it's not personal. We're just not seeing things the same way. We're not judging the same way. Okay. Now let's get back to the cell metaphor. The cytoplasm for me, for me, would be the circuit would be those layers of the social world. And remember I talked about that theory In all of that, child is influenced by a number of systems interacting with each other. Those layers represent different degrees of interaction. I said different degrees of consciousness, right? And I still think that's true. But um, I also think it represents different degrees of. Of interaction. Oh God, I want to, I want to, that doesn't feel firm yet. I want to play with that. I'm going to play with that one. Because I'm like, is it levels of consciousness or interaction? I feel like it's both. Okay. So there are different. Okay. I'll put it this way. There are different degrees of interactions. And different degrees of consciousness to those interactions. Yeah. Anyway. God, I want to stay there. I'm sorry, you guys. So I just... Uh, that feels incomplete. But um, that's that's all I can pull out for now. Now, so that's the cytoplasm. And that's the stuff that we're not conscious of or we're not thinking about when we're interacting with each other. Now, let's go to this organism. I'm going to have to do a part two because I want to talk about the rubber band in a separate reflection. The organelles, if I'm saying it right, O-R-G-A-N-E-L-L-E-S, are units inside of the cell cytoplasm. And like mitochondria, I said I was going to try to give you a few. But I'm not a biologist, so I don't know. Like you have to go look it up. But what I can tell you is there were four. The article that I read talked about four types of units. And so I read them. Because someone said, "Go look them up. Read what they do. Look, read about the function of those units. Check it out. One, one has the role of making, like producing. One has the role of refining, adjusting. Which, right? They look similar, but they're different. One produced. One makes, and one fix." Um, hold on a second. Okay, I have to go back t- uh, to those notes I put in, this, in my phone this morning. <sighs> so the word wasn't ref- it wasn't refine. It was prepare. So one makes one prepares. But I still think that that's that can fit with refining. You know, um, adjusting. Right. So one makes one prepares. One connects. One, one has a function of making connections. Now, I don't remember connecting what. I'm not a scientist. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know. But that's what one, of the, one role has. And then the other one ha- has the role of destroying. Destroying. God. If that does not translate nicely for the matrix... To understand the social world. And so, um, one of the things that I will say, and I may, I don't know, I I, I write about this a lot. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this in one of these reflections, but we live in the social world based on an unspoken contract. There's a social contract. And that means especially when we live in under like um in a formal way by a governing body a governing document like for the in the United, in the United States is the US Constitution. And that constitution outlines specific rights that we have um Prohibitions, things that we don't have access to, to regulate our behavior so that we can live safely and successfully together. And what is problematic? So that's a more formal contract that we're in. But before we had that formal contract, if you're going to live safely in a society harmony, you have to, there's an, um, there's an acceptance that you give up something. You don't have complete rights. Like, I I can't think of any. Oh, I, um, love being barefoot. (laughs) It's, one of, it's something I like to do. And uh, that happened last night too. Somebody had to say, tell me, you to, ma'am, you have to put your shoes on. Because <laughs> I'll kick my shoes off in a minute. And I will do it if, 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 particularly in the summertime, right? If I have on shoes that you can slip on and off. Now, if it's the wintertime and I have boots, I'm not taking my boots off. But if it's summertime and I have on... uh shoes that are easy to be to remove they're coming off so for example i put on shoes to get in the car right now my shoes are off my feet (laughs) i have socks on and i can easily take those socks off too like i love the freedom that comes from being it just there are two things about them and then you know this is if you don't if you're not a feet person or um a foot person and you are going to be like this is gross why why is this woman talking about her feet but there are two things. It's, it represents freedom for me. I, I, I like my feet to feel free. And then there's a grounding, and you can look this up. There's something that happens when your feet hit the ground. You touch the ground. There's a gro- uh, there's a grounding um, sensation, or um, I don't know. I don't uh, the word escapes me. But there's something that happens around around the notion of grounding. Okay. So anyway. That's a perfect example, because if I had it my way, I would never wear shoes. I'd be out and about. (laughs) But the agreement is nobody wants to step on the floor that my bare feet had been on. Right. So I get it. That's an agreement. So I can't just do whatever I want to do. There are restrictions. I use that stupid example to make this point. There are restrictions to our freedoms for the sake of other people. Right. That's the whole. That's the social contract okay so if we take this back to the social um, to the cell metaphor I would have to figure out where does the contract exist I think that all of those parts are playing all of those units are playing a particular role um, for the sake of the contract I'm pretty sure um, from the nucleus but but anyway I'm going to leave that alone but that also is just um, an understanding I think that's an understanding about the social the social world we're in like we're not, none of us are walking around with complete freedoms, right Now you'll hear me talking about social uh, racism, sexism, heterosexism, right Because what happens in the social world around power is that some people get more access to freedom. Some people have more access to freedom and some people have more access to restrictions or they're restricted more based on power and who gets more freedom and who has more, more restrictions is based on some of those unspoken elements of the circuit that we're all plugged into. This is going to, this is going to fit right into the whole Social, antisocial part of me. All right, and so that's. I think that's all I was going to say to the to the cell metaphor. And I want to go into the. I want to go into the social, antisocial part of me, and I want to talk about the rubber band in the next, in the next reflection. But that's. That's another. I think I did an episode on the Matrix. I'm gonna have to go. That I did that two years ago. I'm gonna have to take this met, this particular reflection and and juxtapose it against the one I did two years ago to see if my thinking is the same, if it's matured or if I digressed, right? But what I want you to understand is that when I am out in the world, I am aware of all of those components and it's defaulted. Like it's a default understanding. I'm not conscious of it. It just is. Just as like I'm breathing like my heart is beating, like my eyes blink. It's just something that happens. And I'm aware of all of those parts, all of those functions in ways that other people can't are. And I do want to say this though about those um those organelles even though they have separate functions they're and they're interacting. And they're interacting based on these invisible interactions. So there is an overt interaction. There's a clear, this clear. Let me give an example. Um, okay, let's go to the biologist last night. The biology educator. Right? She and I were interacting. And she was flexing. And I'm, I allowed her to flex until I, I had to flex on her. And I want to be honest, there's, and this is something that I tried to talk to my sister about this morning, that this is a pattern anytime I come into her world. And this has got to, this is going to stop because now I'm conscious of it and I'm trying to build her consciousness. And so my sister this morning, cause I called her right before I hit the record button to kind of like check in with her from last night. And you know, she's tired and I, and we're going to have to unpack that because I also have some very—I have a readiness to um, process my sister in a way that I've been real skittish about. I did an episode called Triangulation uh, in the in the fall. The, all of this is connected, and you guys know. Anytime I'm on family, this is all of this. It brings all of this up for me, which is probably why I went to school to study the social world, because I was in a social environment that was chaotic and it didn't make sense and it was hurtful. And so I went to school unconsciously and studied it. Now, here's what I consciously went to get a bachelor's degree. I wanted to go and and to be an attorney wanted to be a lawyer, and in order to get the law degree, somebody advised me that a social science degree would be the best training to to learn about the social world and to develop critical thinking skills because you, you're not going to be able to um, understand the complexity of the social world if you can't think critically, right? If you can't look at a rock and go, hmm, who put the rock there lifting up the what would happen if I lift up the rock? What is the relationship between that rock and the other rocks? What is the relationship between that rock and the um, um, the, the dirt and, and the flower? right? There's an interconnectedness there. If you can't think critically, you're not going to be able to ask those questions. You're not, you're not going to appreciate the questions. You're not going to appreciate the answers, and you're not going to appreciate the questions in, in and of themselves, okay? So the I was told to go to school to, for social science to teach me how to think critically and to think critically about the social world. And um, it's what I do. It's just what I do. So this morning I tried to, as I'm just trying to understand the conflict, there's a pattern that's happening every time I come into my sister's world. And in that episode on the triangulation theory, um, God, I don't want... I um the triangulation episode I did, my sister ta- tells me she 's attracted to big people, like like people who have big personalities, protectors, and she realized she said, you 're a protector. She said, I feel safe being around protectors it's powerful It was a powerful breakthrough. Because we were like, how are we having this how am I having this conflict in the world every time I come into your world? And she was like, You're a protector. But what's interesting is and I have to ask my sister, what do what do the protectors do when they're in space with each other? What this is what I oh my God. You guys I want to bring closure. But this is bleeding into the next reflection. Oh, God. I have to stop. I'm going to stop. I was going to tell you something about those organelles. Uh, okay, let me say that. And now I'm because this is going to go into another reflection. When those organelles, so I'm going to have to stop that story I was telling you. <laughs> <laughs> i on <the> So <laughs> I'm so animated right now. And somebody was watching me from another car. I'm so animated telling you guys this story. I'm so in my element right now. Okay. Um, So hopefully I'm going to... I'm probably going to forget some of what I was going to tell you. But I'm going to park that story. Because it's going to definitely unpack something else. It's going to go into the rubber band metaphor. But what I want to say is that... uh, With the the biologist when we were interacting yesterday. We were not just interacting based on words. We were interacting based on assumptions, based on values, based on norms, um, based on culture. And all of that is in the cytoplasm. All of that is in the cytoplasm. Um, I don't know how to connect that to the organelles. but we can say that those norms values culture history we can call those organelles or we can say that they're another dimension to the cytoplasm i don't happen i've not worked out that part of the metaphor yet but we can say that they're in the cytoplasm and if they're active it's an active ingredient those are active ingredients when we're interacting with one another Okay, I'm going to have to um, go. My mom is calling me and I need to check up on her. But um, those are active ingredients that are when we're interacting. So we're never, it's never just one person connecting with another person. There are all of these other components that are interacting at the same time. And that's critical in the social world because we're social beings. It's never a one-to-one interaction. Never. And when we choose to acknowledge the other ingredients that are other active ingredients, when and how we choose to acknowledge that also determines our function in the system and how much power we have. Because who has the power to narrate what's happening, to narratize it, to explain it? All right. So I just wanted to tell you guys that the cell was a great way for me to explain to you, for the most part, how I see the social world. There are things that are missing, but that's a good start. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Hey, you guys, if this reflection has had any value for you, please give it a heart. If my talking about (laughs) biology, it is really... um, incomplete, and I hope I haven't butchered it too much, um, or talking about the social world, um, yeah, talking about the social world and the components of it, if it connects to a conversation you've had in a, that you've had in your world, please take this link and share it with those participants, those participants, haven't said this in a while, but when you do those shares, I call it a meaningful share, it connects me to like-minded people, like, I don't just just ask you to share because I need you to, because I'm trying to grow this project. I want to talk to people where there's some kind of similarity, familiarity, relatedness, right? Um, that's what would be important to me. So please do a meaningful share. And if only if this connects to a conversation you've had in the world with those participants. Share with those participants. If my move... If my moving about has caused some randomness in you, I'd love to hear it. There's a lot here. I got super excited. And I haven't done a reflection that I was excited about in a while. Because I've been in a bubble, a drama bubble. Talking about trauma and drama. And I don't like those. But I have to be honest and get those out of me when they happen. Um, so I guess the next one is about to be a drama one. <laughs> but, um, um Oh, I was going to say. But I would love to hear some of your thinking that happened while I was talking. And this doesn't have to be related, it can be random. Um, I would love to hear some of your randomness. You can find me on my website at yournidom.wordpress.com, on Twitter, yournidom1, or Facebook and YouTube, yournidom. And I recorded four YouTube videos yesterday, um, audios, and I have to now convert them to video. So that's what takes time to upload upload um um I got a meeting I have to do so I'm not going to be able to I like I wanted to stop this recording and hit the button and and pick up but it's not gonna work out that way so we'll see cross your fingers because I do want to come back and talk to you about the rubber band um uh (laughs) sorry I uploaded four videos on YouTube so please go ahead and check that out um um, uh, because I think that that will, um, I'm sorry. I just, I'm distracted. Okay. Unedited, unscripted. Let me focus. Cause I got some text coming through. All right. I just recorded some YouTube videos, uh, audios that need to be turned to videos. And they were four of them. and well, I wasn't planning on doing that, but I went back and I listened to uh, a reflection I did on this project. I think it was in August called The Struggle. And as I was listening to it, I was like, damn, I'm talking about another struggle. This, in June, I've been talking about some struggles all semester. I'm like, what is that? What is that? I, I had struggled back in August and I'm struggling now. What is that? Like, what is the connectedness? And so what I did was um I did a meta-reflection. I reflected on my reflection. And I thought I was going to be able to do it in 15 minutes, but at the end of 15 minutes, I was like, okay, I'm going to come back and do Finish. I'm gonna come and it was four times and so I ended up landing somewhere really helpful for me but um so when those are uploaded out you know hopefully you can go check those out but go to my YouTube channel um uh, dab. okay let me give you your assignment hold on the first thing that came to my head when I pushed the pause button was what are the invisibles in your world, in your social world? What are the invisibles? Um, and those would be like your norms. What are the norms? The values. Um, I had a discussion with my sister a week ago and I was like, I, I don't share those values. And this is the problem. And so my sister right now is, is, is in a season where she's leaning more towards the systems I'm leaning out of. And that. Is really causing some tension between us, and uh, it's not spoken tension, but I'm getting ready to give visibility to it just because it just has to. Because, anyway, I, I, I woke up with um readiness to just talk more about the tension between that I have with my sister, and it's just very, I've been very, I'm very protective of her. I'm not wanting to acknowledge it, I think that's what I started doing in that triangulation episode, but. Um, after last night, the pattern that I can see that I'm going to talk about in the rubber band reflection, there is, um, there is tension. And I think the short end of it is that my sister leans into the social world that I'm leaning out of. And, and, and we're loving each other and we're leaning in different directions. And that puts a toll on us, puts a strain on us. But recently I was just like I don't share those I hold a different set of values and so then she's like well what are your values because I don't I may not have them and and I'm like nope you may not (laughs) you may not share my values and we're loving each other all the same but so those are some of the um, invisibles but Invisibles are also not things that you can't see. They're oftentimes unconscious. So it's going to be hard for me to ask you what are the things you're unconscious to because you're, you're unconscious to them. You're not going to be able to do that. So that was one question that I was going to ask you to do. But then what really I'm, I think what I really want to ask you is think about a social system in which you're a part of a social group, whether it's a friendship group, it's a family and in the immediate, the immediate family or the expanded family. Or an organization, um, an industry, the, a work, um, a neighborhood, a town, like any any social setting that has a boundary to it, a dis- that will make you, a dis- it will give, that gives a distinction. And then once you have that, start thinking about the what other, what's the membrane to that? What is the thing that gives it boundaries? That establishes the inner world and the outer, inner inner environment and an external environment. What's the nucleus? What's the grand power holder? Um, And then, and then, um, and the grand power holder doesn't have to be a person, by the way. So I just wanted to put that out there. And from that earlier this earlier in the reflection i'm like i don't know where the power hold- in the matrix what is the central power holder doesn't have to be a person, and then what is in that cytoplasm what is in that the the unseen that is highly active but is unseen and so just try to di- diagnose that uh diagram that rather and just have fun with that okay all right you guys it's i'm coming back i got to do this meeting um um, but I'll be back. <laughs> and then, um, but it's been a pleasure hanging out with you until I come back. Be well. Bye.